Hello all and welcome to When We Grow Up, the podcast time machine, where we go back and ask the question of our past selves, what do you want to be when you grow up, and the journey that took us on. My name is Steve, and each conversation I ask the same core questions to my guests, and we get into the mindset of our childlike selves and see what took us on that ever-expanding question. At no point do I ask the guests to reveal what they do for a living, as I know some people may not want to or simply can't, unless of course they happen to have achieved what they started to do all those years ago. My guest at this time is Kevin Sanders, and I know them through wrestling, which, as I've said before, was probably going to be a theme throughout these first few episodes. But Kev is a tremendous human being who I've got to know over the years and has, I think, quite a varied past and story to tell that I think will be interesting for this. Um, So, Kev, thank you for coming on and please tell us a bit more about yourself. Um, Thank you for the kind words. Um, I'm Kev. I'm 34. I currently live in Doncaster. Um, and yeah, I think it is fair to say that I've had a kind of weird path to where I'm at at the moment. So it'd be interesting to go back through it and have a look at it. <laughs> I've completely forgot you'd moved to Doncaster. Yeah, well, I've, I've been all over the place, to be fair. It's, um, my, it's my job that brought me to Doncaster. Fair, um, fair. And I'm I'm happy to talk about my job to a certain extent. There's, there'll be certain things that I won't be able to say because I'm, I'm a civil servant and I work with people that have um, come out of prison. So ah, okay, fair obviously. enough. But it it does kind of fit into the story a little bit. So I will I will discuss it down the uh, towards the end of the conversation probably. Yeah. Well, let's get into it then. So, what did you want to be when you grew up? It's funny um, when you asked me to do this. I've got a, quite a bad memory when it comes to my childhood. <laughs> so um, I asked my mum what I used to tell her that I wanted to be when I grew up because I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I knew that I said that I wanted to go to university um, when I was very, very young. But other than that, I couldn't really remember. And my mum told me that I told her that I wanted to be three different things at different times. I said that I wanted to be an actor. I said that I wanted to be a wrestler. And I said that I wanted to be a teacher. So you went big aspirational and then kind of teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, I always liked the idea of helping people, but mm. it was like it was definitely third on my list because more than anything else, I wanted to entertain people. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I'm the same. Like I remember, I'll always remember my A level English teacher that on um, like the last day before we broke up for results day, she said, "Steve, think about teaching." It's not as bad as I make it look. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I I never went to it, unfortunately. But hey ho. So I mean, how old were you when you kind of do you think you might have been when you kind of first thought about this? And like, was there any influence behind it or anything like that? So I was I was pretty young Um, when it came to the acting. uh, I remember when I was in primary school, I used to take. Well, I was very young, must have been six or seven. I used to take puppets into um, school with me. Um, but I quickly realised that, even at that age, that there are certain things, there are certain methods of entertaining people that are kind of socially acceptable. <laughs> and there are some that make you the puppet man. And I, <laughs> <laughs> so there were certain kids that um, found me a little bit weird, I think, at first. And I kind of thought, I need, I need to find a way to do this without making myself you know putting that big spotlight on myself i realized that you, you have to uh, be able to compartmentalize <laughs> when when you when you're working when you're being entertaining and 
around that time we were starting to do little school plays like you know nativities and there'd be a play in, in summertime and I thought well maybe maybe that's maybe that's what I could do to you know get on stage and entertain people then and I started taking part in the school plays and instantly fell in love with the idea that everybody was watching me and um, I loved the pressure for the acting brought like having to remember your lines having to do well and it, I, I love the adrenaline rush and yeah so that's where that's where the acting thing started I was just trying to find an outlet for my energy yeah. um wrestling however started with my nan um my nan was a huge as I've grown up I realized that she was probably a world of sport fan um and she used to probably watch it with the rest of people in England on a Sunday afternoon yeah um I was a big fan of that that style of wrestling um but she used to buy videos from car boot sales and I would go around the state my nan's on weekends sometimes and I'd go through the cupboards as you did when you were a kid trying to find a VHS that tickled your fancy. I was like, I've got any horror films, you know, trying to find something that might scare me. And the first one I pulled out was WrestleMania 3. And it was a big purple um, DVD and it had Hulk Hogan on the cover. And it it was just such a startling and like strong image to me that straight away I was like, what is this? So I went over to the TV, put it on and instantly fell in love with wrestling like completely head over heels in love i loved the entrances i loved the physicality i loved everything about and most of all i loved the performances and the actors and that's how i kind of saw them as actors um so so that that kind of came through my nan i think i think it all started there and we used to watch it together um i'd sit in her wheelchair um, and we just watch wrestling for hours. So yeah, I think I think that's where it all started. Really, teaching, no idea, no idea. It just felt like something I'd be good at. I think. Yeah, I, that's that's completely fair. Like, because I think maybe like because with wrestling and acting being such this big kind of aspirational, I think maybe I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for you, obviously, but maybe it was like felt a bit more tangible. Maybe I don't know. Um, I think actually acting. I didn't realize. Yeah, I think I think teaching felt more tangible as as in like a proper job. Like I could yeah. go out and get that job if I did. If I taught us, if if I got went to university, got a degree, you know, went down that path. I knew that it was something that I could achievably do. Acting always seemed like a stretch, um, but I was quite good at it. So I held, I held out a little bit of hope. I got an yeah. A star in GCSE level and then went to college and got an A. So I thought, well, there's something here. I can do something. Yeah. Um, wrestling, I never thought was even an option, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know anything about UK wrestling scene or anything like that. So that just seemed like the unachievable dream, these giant men. <laughs> you know, that it never even... Never even crossed my mind that it might be something that I was able to do down the line yeah no absolutely because it because it was like the American thing wasn't it you know it was Mm, definitely like and I think by the time me and you kind of were watching it was off our screen you know world sport wasn't a thing it was off the screen so we so British wrestling was almost like a well-kept secret almost yeah to a certain extent it was very niche wasn't it um and it was yes yeah um fake undertakers and yeah. things like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so moving on then so i mean 
obviously because you had quite a few bases covered so like my, my next question is usually like did your idea change at any point and if so when and if no what did you do to work to work towards that goal so i mean like was teaching kind of the one that kind of carried you forward or was it act, the acting or so i i decided that acting was going to be the thing that I, that I pursued the most because it was the thing that i enjoyed the most and at that point in my life i was still young i didn't really know myself i thought i'm just going to go to university and do what i really enjoyed doing and that's acting um so i went to um university of lincoln which then became an in-betweeners joke and quite a, a shameful <laughs> place to go to university, but I loved it at the time. Um, and I tried to pursue acting. Um, my plans did change um, what, whilst I, just after I finished uni, I think. Um, to be honest, I'm not the most ambitious person. Like, I find that I get to a certain level and I feel like I've kind of done what I wanted to do. And with acting, um, I did quite well at university, but I didn't put enough effort in. I knew that if I'd focused on the craft and read more books, then, I, you know, it's something that I could have been really good at. But instead, I decided to spend my nights drinking and being a student. And, you know, rehearsals were, nah, we didn't put a lot of effort into them a yeah. lot of the time. Um, and I got... Um, I got decent grades, but I didn't ever fully commit or push myself. Um, and one of my friends started a um, started a group um, that he was trying to turn into a business called um, Forefront, which was putting on shows in one of the local theatres in Lincoln. And I was booted out of that group within about three months by my wow. friend because because I didn't commit enough. He asked me to do a little bit of work, and I just put it off and put it off and put it off. And eventually he was like, well, you, you clearly don't have your heart set in this. So, you know, we need people that are fully focused and fully motivated. Which is, it was a setback and I was quite bitter about it for a while, I think. Uh, <laughs> I was quite angry that I'd get kicked out of my friend's group. I thought if there was any place that I'd be able to do fit without trouble, it would be with my mates and then I got booted from there as well. But I kind of felt like I achieved my goal because I I ended up um, going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and performing two plays there. Oh. Um, for for a month, I was in two plays, one a day, uh, two a day. I'd do the first play in the morning, then I'd literally go to another theatre and do the second play in the afternoon for an entire month. By the third week, I'd completely lost my voice. Um, we were flyering. We were, you know... I. It, it was an incredible experience and I, I felt for a little while what it would be like to be an actor with that constant pressure to always perform, to always, no matter how you feel when you wake up, to always be on it. Um, and it was hard work. And because I'd managed to do that, it was something that I can, you know, it, it's, um, it's a bucket list tick. So when I look back and I think, did I fail as an actor? Well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, probably didn't push myself as hard as I could have. I probably didn't go as far as I could have because I was decent. But at the end of the day, I, I did some pretty cool things and some things that I'm quite proud of. So I'm, ha I'm happy in that respect. Yeah, I mean, it depends. It depends entirely on how you measure failure and success, isn't it? Really, because I mean, mm -hmm. like. To, to say you got to the fringe, you know, with two plays, let alone one, I think's, you know, pretty fucking, yeah, 
admirable to be fair in in that regard like you know there are plenty of people who grind away at it like be it on comedy or theater or whatever and don't get out of their kind of local communities you know mm. yeah I, I did um it, it was probably my favorite part of my life like that one month is is, is probably the month that I hold highest in highest regard when i look back um i was with people that i loved um i was experiencing something that i'd never imagined that i'd be able to do i'm very very i'm the place that we did got um i'd say average to very good reviews except for a couple for one of the plays which was re- which was a very dark play and not to everybody's taste uh, <laughs> so i understand it um but yeah yeah I, i'm happy i'm happy that i kind of tick that box to a certain extent awesome awesome so i mean do you think i mean the fact is you're now kind of quite deeply entrenched in the wrestling scene are you making you know when I'm, i'll give you a chance at the end to plug your social medias and stuff like that but you're getting very firmly entrenched in getting your getting yourself still recognized and still making yourself known even during current climate and everything like that which again very admirable to do and like so i mean with that in mind like you know you're still in that initial idea. Do you think you'd revisit the idea of acting or teaching? Or I mean, even now, do you know what you want to be when you, you know, for lack of, you know, inverted commas, grow up if there is such a thing? And if not, does that bother you at all? So I don't think I would ever go back to acting. I think there were certain parts of that world, as there are certain parts of the wrestling world that I didn't enjoy. There's a lot of um, uh, rejection which, you know, if, unless you've got a certain kind of personality after a period of time, yeah. that just wears you down. Um, which I don't get so much in wrestling. I feel like I'm more natural in that environment and I'm still getting to do the performing thing. I'm exactly. still getting to scratch that itch. Um, and and I've, done, I've done okay in wrestling. Again, could I have done more? Could I have pushed myself harder? Yeah, but wrestling is slightly different. You've, it, to make it a career, you've got to sacrifice a lot of things. You've got to travel a hell of a lot. You've got to risk putting you know your body on the line. So it's hard to go to work every day if you've got injuries, especially the style of wrestler I am. I'm very physical. <laughs> and I like to throw myself around a lot. So I, I decided quite early on that wrestling was never going to be a career for me. But Again, I've I've done over a hundred paid matches, which was always what I said I'd call, you know, officially be able to call myself a professional wrestler for, you know, around. Uh, I always thought hundred paid matches, and I can say, yeah, I'm a wrestler, and I've done I've done that. So again, that that box is kind of ticked for me now. Awesome. Um, teaching, I think. <laughs> I think I will go back to teaching. I think eventually I'm going to want to do a doctorate and teach in a university. Nice. That feels like my ideal, like from 50 to 65 kind of age job. Nice. You know, um, I can see that being the thing that I settle down into in later life when I, you know, it's not a relaxing job, but it's something that I feel like I'd be quite natural at and could slide into easily and enjoy. Um, I don't know if I'd teach sociology or drama, or I've got a, a few things that I could potentially look into further but uh, I've grown a lot as a person you don't looking back I've realized how much I've changed and how much my worldview has changed and all those kind of things so who knows where I'm gonna be um I think I'll, I will teach wrestling that's one thing yeah. I think I will I think I will open a school that I think there's a lot of openings in places like Doncaster um 
for, for something like that. Obviously, COVID is a barrier to those kind of things <laughs> at the moment. But I, I could, if, if I don't go into teaching, and then I think I will, at the very least, teach wrestling. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you've got a good mind for it, mate. So, you know, there's definitely, I think you could definitely offer a lot in that regard. So, you know, absolutely. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, it's still teaching in some regard, isn't it? So you've still yeah. kind of, you've still ticked that box, you know? So I think final question really then is, what would you tell your younger self about when they grow up? Um, this this is the question that I looked at for a long, long time and just kind of um, <laughs> couldn't decide. And I thought it's... It's a, it's a little bit of a cop-out answer to say I wouldn't change anything because I think I would. I think the one thing I'd say is try harder, knuckle down, do things sooner. Um, I wish I could have gotten to wrestling sooner. I think I could have had a – I might have been in a better mindset to take a proper crack at it if I'd have gotten sooner. If, if I'd have focused more when I was at uni, then – I've got friends that are on TV. I've got friends that have won awards for the filmmaking. You know, that could have been me potentially, but it's not the path I chose. I would probably say to my younger self, you do need to buckle in and knuckle down and do your work and actually put some <laughs> effort in. But having said that, I, I've got a job that I absolutely love, um, working with offenders and helping people find houses and giving them a second chance in life that, they perhaps wouldn't have had. And whilst it might not be a job I want to do forever, because it comes with a lot of heartbreak and a lot of issues, um, I, I do find it incredibly fulfilling and it's been worth moving to Doncaster for and it's made me happy. I've got a beautiful wife, a nice house and a dog. You know, it, I think whilst I would say knuckle down and try harder, I think I'd also say, you know what, you're going you're gonna to be all right though. You know, it, regardless of where this goes from here, I think you'll be all right yeah i think that's what i'd say awesome man yeah no that's great so in that i want to thank kev for joining me for this conversation and for their time and please kev feel free to plug absolutely anything you want to push anything any causes be it personal professional and or personal investments so it's over to you mate well obviously i think uh with the world situation being as it is at the moment and um, one of the things i'm most dedicated to is um uh, helping people that are homeless. Um, I think they're high risk at the moment um, because of the nature of where they're living and this thing that's going around. Um, there's a charity in Nottingham called Framework. They're quite well known, but they're um, you know they're struggling at the moment because a lot of people are with finances and stuff. If, if you could, if anybody could go to the Framework website and have a look into it and see what they can do in the local area to help in those regards. That, that's what I'm plugging today. Um, everything else, you can find me. Just type in Alton Fawn and I'll, you'll find me. I'll pop up. Awesome. Awesome. Like, Please send me the links for Framework, mate, and I'll make sure that goes in the podcast description, okay? You will do. Thank you very much. And to all you lovely folks listening, you can find us on Twitter at when we, when we Grow Pod. And join me next time as I step into the time machine with another guest and find out what they want to be when we grow up. 